Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Tim, you haven't said anything. Hang on, are we actually going? Oh, God. Yes. Um, okay. Aren't we? Yeah, we don't normally hold the microphone. No, I don't know why. Hello. I'm sure we have... Sta- oh, I'm really worried about your coffee because you've already... Sp- oh. So no, Tim no. is at my office, right? And in my office, I have a not very comfortable but quite uh, prized sofa. It came from Prague in... Uh, I think it was originally the 50s. Fift- I didn't come from Prague in the 50s. It was built in the 50s. This is the bit uh, on Antiques Roadshow where they go, I'm afraid, yeah. 35p. Yeah. Anyway, he's already spilt some coffee on it. His foot is really near oh, the, the, cu- the coffee cup. Uh, and more importantly, for some reason, his production company have left us with the microphones not on a stand, just with wires mm. everywhere, liable to... Oh, if I were you, I'd drink that coffee, is what I'm saying. Right, it's really but, winding you up, isn't it? Well, I, you've already spilled something. Yeah. On my uh, leg as well, which is really uncomfortable. Well, your leg is fine. We're at my office, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. in Kentish Town. It's a hot oh. day. So I've had to open the window, otherwise we would get too hot. That's not me opening the window, that's the door shutting because a poltergeist did that. And uh, you might hear some background sort of yeah. work noise as a result of that. Or you might, like, like, I have a problem with flies in my If anyone got any ideas for flies, like how to sort out flies, I'd be interested. Because, I mean, I'm really not making my office sound great, I, I know. <laughs> but anyway, so if you hear noise, if you hear us swatting... It's a lovely office, but there are... Quite a lot of flies and noise, as you say. Um, yeah. I mean, the noise is worse today than normal. Someone seems to be doing some work. You said that there's an air conditioning unit that you could yeah. bring in. Makes a lot of noise and you have to have the window open anyway, so it wouldn't, so we'd still have the noise. Yes. Is that air conditioning unit just a thing that makes a noise? No. That it encourages it, it, you to it, open the windows? Because no. it might as well be. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit shit. Anyway... Welcome to Stalky Time to the f- Oh yeah. fuck. <laughs> Welcome to Stalky Time for the Boo <laughs> Boys. Fantastic. And Tumble. what there is this week, or not week, because we don't do it every week, but this this time, this time of our lives, yeah. this moment in our lives, yeah. is quite a lot of interesting Bowie news. Can I just check something with you? Yeah. Before I forget, because I've spilt coffee on my trousers. Yeah. Are you okay? And, yeah, and it reminds me. Let me ask you a question. Reminds you of what? Weeing yourself? Well, last Sunday... Now we're cooking. I was in Scotland. Yeah. Just to be clear, we're not cooking, in case people think <laughs> we really are. Yeah. Because that would be the noise there would be horrendous. I'm just going to say this is this yeah. product, you have a sort of bit of skin on the end of your nose. Yeah, that's uh, we've just got, no, that's my nose. No, no, not the main bit of skin. <laughs> you seem to be covered of, in skin. A bit of loose skin, and I can't focus oh. while that's there. Oh, I tell you what, it is. I've got a little bit of a uh, sort of infection or something on my oh, nose. Have you? No, nothing. Oh, no, 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 nothing bad. Like a sort well, of. You say that. I it's like to... a, what do you call it? You know, slightly itchy thing on the on my nose. That just needs a, a bit itch. of cream. Right. Almost, almost, I was going to say eczema. No, oh, right. It's not, no, it's not eczema, for that. 
It's like a it's skin. Not a word rash. A, an itch. Yeah. A, a rash. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because as you know, yeah. I've sailed close to the wind in the last 10 days because I was worried about a mole on my leg. Yeah. Wasn't it? Did she, it's she a wart. Oh, it's a wart. That's right. Yeah. Because you, you texted me to because I, I was worried uh, to tell me that uh, a good example of how terrible cancer is, which yeah. of course it is, is that you felt great joy at hearing the words, it's a wart. Yeah. Yeah. So just to recap the picture, we're in a hot room, noisy with loads of flies. I've got a wart and an infection on my nose. Uh, and you've just spilt coffee on your trousers. But it's not the 13th century, which no. is what it sounds like. No, it's definitely We're not. otherwise in good health. Yeah. So last Sunday... But we're basically uh, privileged, let's not forget. Yeah, no, don't, definitely don't forget that. Last Sunday, I came back from Scotland, where yeah. I spent a weekend, on EasyJet. Yeah. I'm not trying to get them to sponsor us, like McDonald's did. Yeah. Particularly when I tell you this. Yeah. It was problematic. Oh, uh, okay. Because uh, there was storms. Yeah. And it took a while to come into Gatwick. Yeah. And so we we're a bit late coming in. Then we got in, we landed, so sigh of relief. And then basically, for what turned out to be like 45 minutes, we sat there waiting for a slot because all the planes, there was nowhere to park. Right. So as we were about to start coming down, yeah. they said five minutes till, you know, whatever, the seatbelt's yes. gone. I thought, I'm on a window seat. I do need a wee, but right. I can't be bothered. Right. And anyway, we're going to be down in a minute. Yeah. That isn't what happened. We no. got down 45 minutes. You're on, stuck on, there. On the and I'm stuck there. And of course, I don't know. You know how this works. I don't know it's 45 minutes until it is because they're just saying we've no idea how long. Right. And I was thinking, uh, what is my strategy here? So the seatbelt sign had gone on. Yep. So you're not allowed to use the you're toilet. You're not allowed to use the toilet. Yeah. Now, two things that, that are important to say. One is a couple of old ladies at some point pressed the boom right. thing and asked to go to the toilet and right. they were allowed to. They were allowed to. Yeah. So that made it a bit easier thinking there it is was, an escape. You say a couple of old ladies, were they sitting together? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, that brings to mind the Genesis song. Oh. Uh, oh, I forgot what it's called. <laughs> um, uh, is I'll, it Lamb Lies Down on Broadway? Uh, no, it's not. Um, all hinge and bracket. Just the idea of two right. old ladies yeah, 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 as a specific thing. Hang on, I need to know what the Genesis... Keep telling, I'm just going to check the Genesis Well, so the song. two old ladies got up I've forgotten Sunday this, but... at six when they close both okay. the gate. That one, you know that one. I don't really know what that is, but okay. <laughs> um, it's a Genesis song. Yeah. Uh, for comes. Absent Friends, of course. For, okay. A widowed pair still sitting there. A widowed pair, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I've just taken that to mean two old ladies. It could be two, two be, old men. It could be two old men, yeah, yeah. It yeah. could be a man and a woman. That seems very unlikely. But what was interesting was yeah. that they they put the core... The woman Hang said, on, the two old ladies got up together to go for no, the No, no, I'll tell you. I'm, right. I'm now remembering what exactly what happened. There was a bit of passive aggression from the air steward because she said, you can go to the loo. I'll have to tell the flight deck that the plane is now, what did she say? Unflyable. She didn't say that. That's too no, emotive. That but like, basically, we can't move. It's not safe to what? go forward. Are you saying that she's got to tell the flight deck, which, by the way, does that mean the pilot? Yes, the right? pilot. I've got to tell the pilot to hover... And not no, to no, move, we're, we're on the ground. Oh, you're on the ground. No, no. The point is, are you actually right? You're on the we're ground. We're on the runway and we're being held and we can't go forward. You can see all the right, slots. So, so, so that you can like say uh, a, a slot has appeared. Yeah. And old lady one is in the toilet. Yeah. You can't get that slot. You might have missed the window. That's what, what she. Yeah. <laughs> so she said, "Oh, okay, you can go, but I need to tell the flight deck, the pilot, that the plane is not whatever the phrase is safe to go forward." And I think what she hoped was they'd say, oh, well, don't worry about that, dear. Yeah. Because they don't want to cause a fuss. And they obviously were desperate. Yeah. So they said, I didn't hear, but they said basically, okay. So she yeah. then had to go back to the front of the plane, phone the pilot. Right. And say. That's 
embarrassing for the yeah for the but widowed, they're old for the widowed pair they're widowed pair they're old and they've been through the war and I think they sort of didn't care they just yeah. need to go and they've been so, through worse but she basically that all the body language from the uh, hostess was it's like, a real pain in the ass yeah and let get on with it yeah. And what I found brilliantly comic timing was they said, no, we get it. And then they stood up and they were the slowest walker because <laughs> they could barely. Yeah. I mean, they were really old and they took and a long time to get there. It's difficult to walk with a full right. bladder, right. particularly on a plane, particularly if you're yeah. widowed. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it, the widowed it, thing yeah. makes it much harder. Yeah. So they went to the loo and I thought that makes it better and worse because I now know, Why? well, there is a way of going to the loo, but I partly thought, am I going to be put in the same category as really old ladies by yes. saying, excuse me, would you yeah. mind if I went to the loo? Excuse me, I, I've actually watched this play out. I understand yeah. it's a problematic. You have to find the yeah. flight deck. Yeah. You know, we may miss a window yeah. for a slot, but I too need to go to the toilet yeah. like, like these old ladies. Yeah. All, all that's in there. All that, plus, worst of all, the notion that she might say, look, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. we'll do it for a couple of old yeah, ladies, but, but just hold on. Yeah, but then you'd be pleased. Because a tiny part of you would think, She's looking at me. She's seeing a fit, oh, okay. a fit man in right. middle of, in the prime of life, uh, whose right. bladder is clearly controllable. Right. And I'm just going to tell this man, "Oh, come right. on, mate, you, you, you're okay." Yes, that's which, that's which sounds like she's telling you off, but in yeah, a way, yeah. no, she's no, I get what you. you. By the way, I would feel, but you'd never get this. You couldn't negotiate your way through this. That I'll go to the loo. I know that the plane might have to taxi forward, sort of to go. But honestly, I'll be fine. Well, that's that's what I, I was going to say. I don't need to be say. in my seat. That's what I was going to say is, like, what is it about being on the ground or even coming into land, really, that, that makes it a problem? So what makes it a problem Well, is, coming into land, all right. I can yeah, imagine that coming into land, you might have some kind of bump, which means that on the way to the yeah. toilet, you fall over and then you sue yeah. Ryanair. Is it, is it Ryanair? Yeah, uh, well, you could sue Ryanair. That yeah. would be a bad case because yeah. you flew easy jet. Look, let's be honest. You're going to lose that case because if you said against their instructions against what they're saying look i just need to go to the toilet yeah and then you bump your head because the plane yeah hit, then that's your fault yeah i take your point uh but i think they would be in trouble for not enforcing the safety right i think but yeah. either way i think you know i've been on a like you i've been on a bus and you you, you walk to your seat when the bus yes. driver's driving yeah. it's basically that because yeah. once it's on the ground it's effectively a bus yeah it's a bus yeah yeah anyway i didn't do any of that instead i comforted myself and we eventually moved on with this thought, which is, I think it would be possible to have a pee in your seat if piss, you really, really yourself. needed to. And I think the way you do it, and that's why the coffee reminded me, yeah. I had half a bottle of water right. with me. And I think what you'd do is you'd use a coat or a jacket to cover yourself, right. turn and, you know, okay. have a wee, right. and then use the bottle of water and pour it all over you and then basically say, oh, my God, I've just spilt this bottle of water and your trousers are covered in you water. You comforted yourself with that. <laughs> I, just, I mean, I it just sounds that was... utterly hideous. The whole thing sounds <laughs> awful not, in every respect. Definitely not, definitely not something I want to do. And by the way, and didn't but, do. Uh, also, but... what are you talking about? That's mad. Because, Why? Because you end up pouring piss on yourself anyway, <laughs> so you may as well just piss your pants. What's the point of the whole getting the <laughs> bottle out and, and putting a thing? Just piss your pants if you're going to piss your pants. If, if the whole thing... So you can say it's water. Okay. So I wouldn't be bothered about that anyway. I would think, like, I'll just butch it out. And what do... If I needed to piss my pants in any yeah. situation... Just do it. I would just do it and then butch it wow. out and assume... Particularly, you know, I don't know. I'm not these trousers probably would show through, but the right. black jeans I might get away with it. Uh, <laughs> but if I if I needed, which actually probably wouldn't occur to me, 
But if I really needed yeah. to think, I don't want people to not piss myself. Yeah. You piss yourself. Yeah. Then you say, oh my God, I've spilt my water. You don't go to the trouble of pissing, get oh, your I cock see. out, which by the way is almost definitely going to get you arrested if the thing falls off, okay. if the coat falls off, or could... if the old lady says, what are you doing? <laughs> you put that away. I've just been to the toilet. And... Why didn't you do that? Right, all those things right. that she's going to do wow. while Genesis is playing. Or indeed, I had Helena Rigby originally in my head, but for Absent Friends, it's much better as the soundtrack. Right. Let me yeah. just play you a bit of it, right? Okay. Um, as the soundtrack to this. Here we go. Let's so this is, imagine me, this on easy, Jack. Yeah, this is on easy, Desperate. Jack. Well, the old... This is the old lady toddling off to the toilet. Okay, yeah. Weirdo. The sound of the night, yeah. <laughs> you thinking, oh, but I want to go for a piss. Yeah. I'm Does this make it, is this make it easier or harder that yeah. she's going yeah, on? But now I have to think about her on the toilet. Yeah. That's no. making, making me want to go to the toilet more. <laughs> Thank you, Peter, anyway. Wow. Um, that, that. That's how I imagine the widowed mm. pair. Um, so they're upset <laughs> that you've got your cock out. It's hard. I would Not your cock. Um, I would say pissing, especially if you're desperate. Yeah. Under a coat while you're sitting down yeah, yeah. into a bottle of water. Yeah. So no, no, not into a bottle of water, onto the floor or something, but you oh, spill water everywhere. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> what else are you going to do? I mean, literally, what else are you going to do? I honestly think, list, I mean, listeners write in, send us messages. Is it not nicer for everyone <laughs> for Tim to just pissed himself and dealt with that or pissed himself and then chucked water himself if he really was worried about being embarrassed than the whole pissing on the floor? Getting his cock out, then doing, then doing the walk. I, I think- tell you what it underlines. It occurs to me as I talk about this, and I'm not alone in this. But anyways, what's really making this difficult, and I've ended up in this mess, is I'm embarrassed to say I'd like to go to the loo. You know, well, like it's a scene. That's not embarrassing. Well, no, but what I mean is it's about causing a scene. Isn't yes. It? Sort of is. basically saying yes. in front of everyone. Hang on, a bit like some people in the theatre are really happy just to get up and say, sorry, yeah. I've got to go for a, you know, yeah. to the loo, yeah. five minutes, it doesn't matter at any point. Whereas I'm always thinking, that would be so annoying. I just don't, yeah. you know, are you, you're probably someone, I suspect you're quite at ease at saying, I just need to go. Uh, well, I did. Yesterday or the day before, I came back from Dublin, and that was a delayed flight, and took a long, well, delayed flight doesn't matter, because there was a toilet in the airport. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it took quite a long time, and I was uh, in an aisle seat, a uh, window seat. Oh, yeah. And I'd basically... Was sitting there. I was about to go to the toilet. Yeah. I was think. I've been thinking about it for a bit when people were coming on. Yeah. But you can't go when people are coming on. Yeah. This is quite similar in a way. You're not allowed to go. Oh, people so coming you've on. You've kept this quite. This is an almost identical experience. It's, it's window not, seat. It's not completely we, identical no. because a there was no widowed pair of old right. There was a in fact uh, a boyfriend and girlfriend, Irish boyfriend and girlfriend of about twenty, clearly thinking I'm an old man. And they sat down. And here's the thing: yeah. is that because you're not allowed to go when the plane is okay. loading. I basically had to yeah. wait yeah. until it was airborne and then immediately yes. say, sorry, I'm Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I get that. So that was quite bad. Yeah. Because there is a sense of we just bloody sat down. Mate. Yeah. You can use the loos when you walk on. Can you? Yeah. As long as they're not fueling. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've yeah. never known that. You can, you can use the people. It feels a time. weird... Well, do they? That feels yeah. a weird thing to do because I had a carry-on case. What, I'm taking that into the toilet with me? Uh, they can't stop you. That feels mean. odd. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they call the flight deck and say, so we think there's a bomber. <laughs> On board, he's gone to the toilet with a case that's bloody weird. hell, uh, and his mate has weed himself. Which, by the way, that's an, an interesting point as well. Which is, of course, you're only allowed to take in at 100 milliliters of liquid. Ezra it, it, once, said, Ezra once said to me, and I think he nicked it off the internet. Some of Ezra's early jokes, I think, right. which I thought were brilliant, I think he nicked off the internet. But he did once say to me as we were going through, mm. what's it called? 
What, security? Security. As we were going through security, yeah. and we were saying, you can't have more than 100 minutes. He said, I think I've got more than 100 minutes, more than okay. minutes in my bladder. Right. Uh, which was, right. I thought was a very good joke. Yeah. But true as well is that you, when you were dying to go to the toilet, would have been definitely over yeah. the acceptable limit of liquids. How was it when you actually got to a toilet? That's a really good question. I mean, uh, it was... I think pretty amazing. Yeah, I yeah. can't quite remember. I mean, obviously, so I went to that first one you get to, that yes. you never go to. Yes, I've never, never really been to it. Yeah. And it's like there when you get off the plane, or presumably for this reason. Have I, you ever had a thing, not in this case, because you were desperate to go, yeah. where you quite need to go yeah. when you're walking down the corridor to passport or whatever, oh, and you I think, I don't want to go to the toilet because I'm quite ahead of the queue here. If I go to the toilet, yeah. there's going to be 20 people ahead of me. And in you the hit a huge queue. queue. Yeah. Do you, have you ever thought, I won't go to the toilet, I'll wait till baggage? To definitely, to yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. No, I thought you were going to say, and then you get to the passport and it's like oh, rammed. That, oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, well, yeah. Because it's, it's not just your plane. I don't it know goes. if I've told you about, have I told you about this? Which is that I was flying... Can I just, just apologise for the flight base? It's very flight-centric. So well, I think far. it's... There might be people listening to this. It feels thinking, good. Cost of living, mate. You mm. know, you, you two sorting about well, planes jet, all the time. But yeah, I, I, see, yeah, well, I see what yeah. you're getting. Also, Bowie was um, scared of flying, so that's why... That's true. So that's it feels why good saying to, Now that he's passed away, yeah. many sad things about that. Yeah. But one of the good things about it... The only good thing, never we, we, he plane. doesn't have to be on plane. And we can talk about it openly without yeah. offending him or... Where is David estate? Bowie buried or uh, that's cremated? That's a good question. I think he was cremated. I feel like it's New York. where? Where was there a service? Would it have been New York? I'm pretty sure I mean, I thought about that because... You said he didn't like flying, which is yeah. true. Although I think he got over it, actually, towards the end of his life. Right. Uh, but, you know, whether his body was brought back... Yeah, I don't know. ...for I th- any kind of Bromley burial. I don't think uh, No, was. no, he definitely didn't have any affection for any of that. I think yeah. he's New York. Yeah. Um, but have I told you that I was flying back from Israel? It's another flying story. Yeah, Israel. Yeah. Have I told you this one? No. Flying back from Tel Aviv, yeah. and you have to sit down for the while you're in Israeli airspace, right? You can't get out of your seat... Is that for, right? for security, yeah, they don't let I people know into the loos. I know there's higher security. Yeah, so they don't let you use the loos yeah. for, I don't know, like an hour and a half or whatever oh, it takes God, to... Work, can it be that long? Sorry, the work noise is just going mental. So that takes a bit of a sort of pre-plan, you know, in your head. You're right. sort of exactly thinking, like, okay, an hour and a half. So we're flying, and then after a certain amount of time, the pilot from the flight deck, as we've established, yeah. to make it sound like we're more knowledgeable, says, in a really, I'm sure... Slightly light-hearted way, far too light-hearted for the gravity of the situation, as you're about to find out. He says, um, look, we've got a bit of an issue. Um, none of the toilets are working. Oh, you have told me this. Yeah. But I don't know if you told me on... on uh, none of the, the toilets podcast. are working. And I think by this point, I think the flight from Israel is like four and a half hours, something like that. So I seem to remember we had three hours to go. Yeah. So he says, um, you know, there's a bit of a problem. And he actually said, you know, in a sort of appalling thing to say, gentlemen, you might, you know, want to use the nearest bottle. You know, oh, yeah, so, so like a joke, right, you know, right. like a joke. Right. And I remember thinking, along with everyone else, Christ. Was he Israeli? Uh, can't remember. Right. Okay, I can't remember. Israelis have got a sort of slightly, you know. Right, it's every, possible. Breezy, over breezy attitude to everything. But right. I do remember everyone had done that thing where you've had a drink and you've had, you know. And all I can tell you is... I basically thought, I can't have this. I'll definitely, now that I know we can't, yeah. go, I've obviously got to go for a wee. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember basically barging into one of the loos, sort of basically breaking the lock or... Breaking the fo- lock? Like, they'd all been locked. Or maybe I used my sh- thing... This to is sort an of... Israeli airplane. You were getting shot by Mossad. <laughs> no, it was a British Airways flight. Oh, it was British Airways. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it wasn't LL. I used it. And I, that, that, I, would, I wouldn't do it on LL. Can no, I just definitely wouldn't do it on LL. But in answer to your question, what's the most relieving pee so you you've did, ever had? So you did break in? 
Yeah, what's the most... That and did no one try and stop you? No, because I did it... And in what way? Because this is my point. This is what I was thinking when you said that. In what way can an airplane toilet not work? So like, all it can I not work... I asked about that, yeah. Well, all it can not yeah. work, I flush. assume, is the flush. Because yeah. as a bucket, as a receptacle, yeah. it, it presumably works. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it didn't and, flush. And it was something to do with the water system. It was all... Anyway, yeah. it was all sort of clogged or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And so it wouldn't have taken long for it to be Glastonbury. God, it's been toilety. <laughs> It's been plane centric, which has also been very toilety. Well, I'm had just anyone else it, done that before you got in there? Not as far as I know. Because okay, so here's the problem with what you did. Here's the antisocial thing with what you did. Mm. Is if I'd been on that flight, not knowing you, and I'd seen some bloke thinking I'm just going to disobey that yeah. and go to the toilet, and I myself had probably been very conscious mm. about my bladder because I'd have thought now mm. I'm doing that, and mm. then other people thought I'm doing that. The two old mm. ladies who are not on that flight, but let's imagine right, they are, right. would definitely have thought. And then what do you have? You have a, a yes. toilet. Overflowing with piss. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's bad. Yeah, maybe no. even shit. Sorry, ladies and no. gentlemen. Sorry to bring that. <laughs> no, up. it was a pee, but yeah. it's bad. But it was the most really, you know, I felt really good. Right. So let's move on. Um, from, is, are from, you sure? Yeah, right. let's move on because there is some Bowie news. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't actually read this. Oh yeah. But someone in the Guardian has written a piece called "From Ibiza to the Norfolk Broads." my 2,700-mile bike ride into Bowie's life on Mars. So what I assume it means is is that this bloke, his name is James Briggs, actually rode right. on a bike, although clearly he must have got a boat for some of it. He bike rode from Ibiza to the Norfolk Broads. Okay. Now, I, th- I guess my right. point is, yeah, having he flew to Ibiza, cycled yeah. 900 miles around the island, then onward through the Spanish and French countryside. I mean, none of this is about Bowie, really. Like, like, no. he, like, here he starts talking about it, about Rick Wakeman and Woody Woodman's ear and whatever. But there's just no way in the world that when Bowie, yeah. at a point in time when he was particularly writing kind of associative lyrics, it implied that there's any meaning, I think, to no. the journey from Ibiza to the Norfolk Broads. No, no. You know, I mean, actually, really, it just means in the song, everywhere, doesn't it? It's sort of... It's a sort of slightly surreal yeah, like way from London of saying, Timbuktu from, yeah, or something. From, yeah. from Jack O'Groats, Jack O'Groats. Yeah. <laughs> from John O'Groats to Timbuktu. Yeah. You're obviously on very familiar terms with it. You yeah. call him Jack. Yeah, yeah. but that's, it's one of those phrases, isn't it? It's from here yes. to there. You know? Yeah, I think what I would think about that bike ride is, in Ibiza, you might think for a few minutes, oh, Bowie mentioned this yeah. in the song, yeah. but there's nothing there to actually grip onto. But let's just say it's got a Bowie association. Then presumably you're cycling for like three weeks where there's no Bowie anything. Well, that's what he, that's how he seems to have done this article is that there's sort of like he's just mentioning Bowie stuff. So Bowie had a makeup artist he referred to as my Picasso, a Frenchman named Pierre Laroche who painted Bowie's shock of blue eyeshadow in the Life of okay. Mars video, yeah, and then created the lightning. I mean, none of this is to do with anything, but. Uh, then he suddenly says, prior to Danois, which is somewhere in France, I'd spotted a settlement high in the Adresh Mountains called Saint-Pierre-la-Roche. Could the mysteries of life on Mars wow. be unraveled from on high? And obviously not. No. I mean, obviously no. not. I mean, you know, to be fair to this bloke, I think it's meant to be just a kind of random thing to it, do. Uh, yeah. He tries. Uh, he says, I pedal onward from Danois to the honky Chateau recording studio near Paris okay. where Bowie yeah, recorded low. It's not interesting. Well, I'd, it, I'd, I'd like to see the... Well, I'd, I'd like to see it, yeah. but it's not. it doesn't really fit, no. if you see what I mean. No. Because it, it sounds to me like he... You know, Low, as we know, was recorded a long time after Life mm. on Mars. I walked with the ghost of Chopin and a Bowie playing ping-pong with Iggy Pop. I mean, I would say... Oh, the original Steinbeck piano Bowie played on the album Remains. What piano is on, on Low? 
I can't think of a single uh, moment. Well, it's of like keyboard, acoustic like synth. piano. Oh, acoustic piano. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. There's um, "Be My Wife," a oh. barrel piano. I mean, that's not a Steinbeck. Well, I don't know what that's I mean. That's kind of a honky tonk piano. Yeah, it's very honky tonk, sort of pub piano. I mean, I suppose they could have put it through something to make it sound like that. Yeah, I mean, I there may be other bits of piano on there. Yeah, the, the, he's not proper journalist because the headline there is that I think he's missed is that he walked with the ghost of Chopin. Yeah, that's amazing. He just tosses that, that off in a sentence. Yeah, but that really is um, no. There's there's no real. I would I say be, that's just nonsense. Being an Ibiza is. Um, also, I think you know both the Norfolk Broads and Ibiza have one characteristic, which is you never quite know when you're actually there. So you sort of there's nothing to grip onto. Norfolk Broads. Yeah, like when are you in the Norfolk Broads? I've never known that. And when are you in the Brecon Beacons? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, a good question. So there's. So I don't think you'd ever have that moment when, when you are said, on the South Downs. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I don't know. There's no, no, yeah. no one knows. Um, so look, I'm going to mention this, even though it might involve us sailing into choppy waters. Okay. Because we, we've had some trouble before uh, mentioning okay. some of David's sexual exploits, haven't we? Oh dear. We're let's, going not, let's, there not, again. Let's, let's not talk about how we got into trouble. No, we but basically. We no, let's yeah. not talk about. No, okay. It. Oh no, we did. Uh, but I think we would be okay to mention this because okay. it be is careful. in the papers already, okay. rather than as in the case of right. the previous one. We mentioned we mentioned something, and then it was in the papers. Yes, this is in the papers already. Yeah, okay. So I think it's okay to mention that Debbie Harry, the wonderful singer of Blondie, yeah. has recalled being flashed by David Bowie right. in 1977, and her main point is David's size was notorious, of course, and he loved to pull it out with both men and women. It was so adorable, funny, and sexy. Now. The first thing to say is obviously Debbie is not perhaps in touch with modern thinking. No, it's uh, she's, about she's indecent ex- that quite badly, about indecent yeah. expo- exposure. There, I mean, she slightly covers herself. Is she says you have to consider the context? I was a consenting adult, shall we say? I believe that that is really the borderline. Uh, okay. In her memoir, Harry says she assumed Bowie flashed her as a thank you. <laughs> it's an interesting way of saying thank you. I mean, it's a lot more effort than saying thank you. Well, not for you, and on that plane, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) On that aeroplane, you know, you get it out very quickly. I would never get my cock out and think about pissing on the floor, but there we go. It was very funny, apparently. I didn't touch it, but I did think, well, very nice. Uh, I was flattered. He's one of the great men that I admire in music. God, that's I, what I like about this is this this whole sentence in the Independent. She says, "I guess I was sort of flattered. He's one of the great men that I admire in the music world. Clearly a genius." Bowie died of cancer on the eighth of January two thousand and sixteen. <laughs> the Independent adds, just in case. Right. So yeah, there we go. I've got a similar. I mean, it's a bit visual, and you might want to put it on your Twitter. So I'll read it to you, and then yeah. I'll show you the picture. There's an egg cup you can buy. Right. In loving memory of David Bowie. This is on the website. In loving memory of David Bowie, who left this world too soon, 11th of January 2016, this lovely white china egg cup is hand-painted with a little egg-shaped Bowie and Ziggy Stardust persona. Uh, it comes packaged as shown in a simple brown box type. Is this just you going on about how terrible Bowie art is again? Is this what, well, this it's is, linked. This it's what more, leading to? It's more, well, I'll show you it. It's, it's, it's packaged in a little brown box type with vintage-style baker's twine right. with a swing tag. So it sounds lovely. Yeah, what is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, yeah. so you've done so this again. You've done this a few times. What what <laughs> Tim likes to do is he that likes is to amazing. find terrible, terrible Bowie art or Bowie branded stuff. In this case, an egg cup, and show it to me and laugh. And he doesn't understand that this is an audio podcast, <laughs> it's and that the most never really lands. Amazing. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, go and find it. It's the it most is amazing. Called, Good, look what it's called. It's called. This is funny. Eggy Stardust. Right. So it's got Eggy Stardust written on it. And then it's got a picture of not even a baby's version of what a baby looks like. Yeah. Sort of round pink head with, of course, 
the Aladdin Sane Flash. Yeah, it's got uh, the Aladdin Sane Flash and then underneath it, another Aladdin Sane Flash. It's just hopeless. Uh, which, of course, is not Ziggy Stardust, it's Aladdin Sane. But under it... Look but, it up, Eggy but, Stardust. But to be Egg fair Club. to Eggy Stardust, that is a bit better than... I can't remember what it was now. When I bought you the um, chopping board. Oh, the chopping board, yeah. The chopping board. Let's chop or something. Let's ch- chop. And it had a stew thing in it. Oh, it? yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, put on your put apron t- and cut the stews or something. <laughs> Something, something like, like that. that, yeah, yeah. Which is and that yeah. is a terrible pun. Yeah. Whereas I would say Eggy Stardust is not a terrible. No, Eggy pun. Stardust, I think, is quite good. Yeah. But I like the gravitas of he died too soon and then uh, basically a baby uh, yeah. dressed as Eggy Stardust on an egg cup. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that is yes, that, that is very a legacy funny. or what died, I would call an egacy? He died too soon at the did age you, of seven months. Egacy, very good. Yeah, you yeah. did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Eggacy. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't work. At all, it really doesn't. yeah, it doesn't really doesn't work. Um, that's okay. Well, that, that uh, is that all the Bowie news. Uh, there's another. Sorry, we seem to have three things which are united by their Bowie who died earlier today all right, type okay. thing. Because I hadn't not earlier today. There is a picture of this, but it doesn't matter. It's famous picture of him going around Berlin with a right. pig. Do you know that? With a no, pig I've never seen that. But there he is. He's done. He's sort of like 1930s style. Yeah, with a piglet. Uh, and it was, I don't know if I have ever seen that. It was Zowie's birthday, and yeah. I think they did some mad rock star version of what you do on your son's birthday when he's right. six, you know, have a piglet. Really? Um, yeah, and there's loads of, there's a whole internet thing on this. I mean, you might want to look right. at Has it. Has anyone done, gone piggy stardust? They, that's so interesting. I don't know if they have, but I tell you what. Someone, I mean, that's pretty good as well. That's a pretty good pun. Piggy Stardust is maybe even better because yeah. Eggy Stardust yeah. is... Yeah, Piggy is one yeah. letter I've changed yeah. there. No, Piggy Stardust is... I don't think I've ever heard Piggy Stardust. <laughs> yeah. Seems to open up a whole Let's world. Let's do it. Let's get a pig. And, and, well, I'm afraid we'd okay. have to give it the lightning bolt because no one... That's the thing is, right? Aladdin Sane... Piggy Stardust. Aladdin Sane, Bowie himself, I believe, said it's just Ziggy goes to America. So, yeah. so when he's got the lightning bolt, right. well, technically, is that... A picture of Ziggy Stardust. Yeah, I know, exactly. Or is it a different character called Aladdin Sane? I, no, I, it's a good question. I yeah. think he said it was Ziggy Stardust, he, as you say. He says Ziggy went to America. Yeah. So I think we should assume... Are we he's... assuming that when Ziggy went to America, he thought, I've got to change my name? Uh, possibly he changed his name because of drug use or something. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, just to It's say, a shame because, you know, the opportunity was there for Piggy Stardust and Aladdin Sane slightly fucked Someone must... Up. Hang on. But David Bowie with the pig must... There's a whole Reddit chain, but at the top of it... There's just this one which says, "Hard." I mean, it really brings you down to earth. Hard to believe both Bowie and the pig are gone now. (laughs) (laughs) That is. It is sobering, isn't it? It is. It is hard to believe. Yeah. I mean, it's also hard to believe that Bowie and the pig. uh, Well, the Bowie's gone, but the pig has possibly also been eaten. Yeah. Right, I mean, yeah. That's unlikely about David, but by the way, I don't want to. Op- almost definitely. Been- I don't want to open up the whole existentialist, and I'm not even, not even touching on your book about God. But it's a, my brain immediately says, and we don't have to answer this. But where are they? Where are who? The where pig? is Bowie and the pig? Well, we discussed where Bowie's ashes were just earlier. Yeah, no, it's not. And we thing, suspect that they're in. Uh, New so York. what happens when you put Piggy Stardust? Yeah, let's see where Piggy Stardust gets us. I can't believe this is. The- oh, hang on, Ted Lasso. So is that a joke oh, in what? Ted Lasso? Is it a joke in Ted Lasso? Possibly. Who is Piggy Stardust is one of the questions yeah. that comes up. Okay, let's Followed see. Followed by, is Piggy Stardust raffle legit? <laughs> That's weird. Piggy Stardust is a Hogs for the Cause team created in 2010. The team is made up of 44 men, women, okay. ready to cook, party, and raise money for paediatric cancer. Uh, is Piggy Stardust raffle, would you believe it, it's a public charity? Okay, really? Yeah, Piggy Stardust is a charity, is a registered charity... You have to be 21 year, years old 
to enter, and it's a raffle, and here, win the ultimate Piggy Stardust whiskey. Okay. And look, there is Wow, a there pig. it is. The Piggy Stardust yeah. is a pig with a lightning bolt, and it seems to be glasses. This is weird. You can win the 25-bottle Dream Collection Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve. And there are also, on Instagram, loads of pigs named after called Piggy Stardust and yeah. pictures of pigs. With, but, I mean, by the way... We should offer ourselves as patrons of that charity if it's possible, because I think yeah, they'd it's want, a brilliant they'd, name. They'd want us. Look, here it is again. Piggy Stardust. Yeah, Piggy okay. Stardust Nola. It's in New Orleans, Piggy okay. Stardust. Yeah, there's someone called Piggy Stardust on Twitter, which yeah. rather confusingly, it's a picture of a hamster. So, Or is that a guinea yeah. pig? Uh, no, yeah. no. What I quite like is that uh, Piggy Stardust has retweeted, someone <laughs> called you park like a cunt. <laughs> so there we are. It's possible that Piggy Stardust is a troll. Well... I'm glad we stumbled across that. I don't know if we've, have we have we covered him, his cock. Oh, Debbie yeah, Harry. the flashing thing. Yeah, I, I think it is definitely an example of how it was very different then. Yeah. And I suppose if I, anything, I feel a bit let down by David because that seems like a sort of rugby club thing to do. Flash know. your genitalia as a thank you or whatever the hell it was. I, I know I disagree with that. No. I yeah. That- I mean, I think that a rugby club thing uh, to do is you just basically get your cock out in the pub with right. lots of mates chanting. Whereas right. I think if you're David Bowie and you're getting it out for Debbie Harry, I'm totally with the idea that, uh, you know, one shouldn't get one's genitalia out, although I get the impression that right. she was very much consenting of it. Yeah. But I think these people at the time it happened are so incredibly cool. And they are both very sexy that I think, it, from the way she describes it, right. it sounds like it was a sub-erotic moment. Okay. Well... Isn't she with Chris Stein? She might have been. Chris, if you're listening, Chris Stein follows me on okay. uh, on oh, Twitter. And sends Does me, he? Yeah. And Amazing. Sends me quite a lot of messages. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm always very excited by him. Because he doesn't understandably. seem to have a sense that, no, no, mate, you, you were in Blondie at the absolute height. Yeah. You know, you wrote right. Heart of Glass and Picture This yeah. and all these brilliant songs. So I'm very excited, but he just chats to me. So if you are listening, I'm sorry to bring up the moment that Bowie did that, but or, maybe... Or maybe he's got a line on it. Maybe he's got a view on it. Also, Bowie, as far... I mean, isn't he one of those people where if you're with someone and mm. there's a hall pass th- thing that you right. think is never going to happen, okay. right? There's a whole, You don't think it's never going to happen, that he's like top of the list, i.e., right. okay, look, obviously we're married, but... Forgetting he's dead for the moment. Right, right. If you right. had the chance to sleep with David Bowie, obviously I I'd understand. Yes, I know that's supposed to be a thing. I know someone who has slept with David Bowie before he was famous and whatever. Okay. A uh, bloke I play football with. Yes. His wife in like the early 60s. Okay. You know, they went out together. They, they went out together, right. I think, for one. And what he always says to me, Macca, my friend Macca, right. is that his wife's mum made David a very nice breakfast. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah. But they were both about 18 at the time. And, you know, in the morning, David, who is not famous, Davy Jones, yeah. has done the deed with the person who's about to come, Matt Macca's wife, and he gets a lovely full, full English. I can't imagine Bowie eating a full English. Well, that was before he was Bowie. And I, I wonder if the young Davy Jones bloke, like everyone else in 1964, or whenever, I, that's what they ate. I know what you mean, but from what little, you know, from those early interviews and things, I slightly imagine Bowie would be... I don't know, like, I don't eat sausages. I don't know, I feel like he would be <laughs> more... You so went for the Bowie impression there, didn't you? Yeah, you went... I felt like sausages was a good one to do with him. Yeah, you went for the flight of the Concorde Bowie voice. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I feel don't he would eat sausages. <laughs> he went totally like that. You see, I don't think he was Bowie. That's the whole point. He wasn't it's Bowie like, then. In 1973, yeah. there he is. We imagine that he's got the biggest yeah. stardust. Right. He's got. He's got the. That's why he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Unquestionably, Piggy Stardust would have said... That's, I, cannibal, that's cannibalism. He would have said, I don't eat sausages. Uh, that's that's definitely what would have happened. Uh, and where are... Is he still with us? I have no idea. In fact, that's what happened to him. Because I do eat sausages. Uh, but yes, I think you're imagining the Bowie of 1973, the one that you saw, not yeah, okay, drinking yeah. tea or not drinking tea in yeah. Edinburgh. And he would have said, I don't eat sausages. Yeah, he would have done. But Davy Jones is just like a bloke isn't he, in 1964. And I, he's saying, thank you very much, Mrs. Macker. Thank you, that's lovely. Uh, I think, I uh, think can the, I have some more brown sauce? I think the spiders... <laughs> I'm gonna, I want to carry on with it. What? Have you got a cup of tea? A little bit of brown, but, well, yeah, white bread. <laughs> is, is this David Jones? This is David Jones, okay. yeah. I'm having breakfast. I didn't really want to stop it. I was enjoying it. Yeah. Do you have any but, more toast? Yeah. Is that how he speaks in that slightly posh suburban? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I've got long hair. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's what we like. I'm part of a society. I don't have a handbag or nothing. Like, I feel that's what he'd be doing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no sugar. No sugar, thank you. My tea. No, I think it'd be slow. I think you'd get elements of the alien coming. Like certain things I should go, no sugar? What do you mean, no yeah. sugar? I just don't take sugar. Do you think? Well, no, yeah. you made him slightly more yeah, effeminate. Yeah, he's a bit too effeminate. Yeah. yeah. Although in that interview, if anyone is listening and wondering what we're referring to, we have played it. Where Which Dave, interview? The interview where David was interviewed by Cliff Mitchellmore, I believe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, right, For right. being a member yeah. of the Long-Haired Society. Yeah. Is uh, David says, in quite an effeminate voice, he says, well, you do sometimes get comments from people say, like, oh, can I hold your handbag, darling? Yes. And stuff like that. Yeah. What does he say about it? He says, but we laugh, just laugh at it. I or? can't remember, yeah. No, doesn't he say that's not very nice or something? Oh, yeah, it's not very nice, yes. Something like that. Yeah. He's, he's slightly he's doesn't a bit upset own. by it. He doesn't yeah. at that point own you his know. bisexuality. No. Because he says that's not very nice, yeah. No, but yeah. he, so, so he's like, well, you know. I'll have some marmalade. Thank you. Just marmalade. Um, well, we've only got strawberry jam. Because I think <laughs> marmalade, would, marmalade be, would, yeah, be a bit would be a bit much. She yeah. says, oh, no, that's fine. I, yeah. I don't mind the jam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the I fact that she gave him quite a nice breakfast yeah. always strikes me as a little bit odd, given that I, ima- I imagine the early 60s as a time when, you know, if you turned up with a, an un- a strange man, yes. if you were a, a daughter in a household and a strange man t- turned up, you would get a boot on your ass outside and stay out. Don't Boot come, don't oh, come anywhere near my right. daughter again. Right, I mean, right. I, imagining this kind yeah. of like early 60s yeah, play for today household. Yeah, yeah. But this was clearly liberal enough for them to think, yeah. oh, he seems like a nice boy. Yeah. yeah, that's all right. I'll give him a lovely breakfast. What What do you think a lovely breakfast... It's a full, full English. English for you is a lovely it's breakfast. definitely yeah. full. Well, certainly in the early 60s, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I still... I'm trying to... As some of you may know, I've tried trying to wean myself off the full English. Uh, the Reverend Richard Coles, who yeah. some of you may know, has sort of taken up the torch of posting breakfast on oh, social media. But what he always does, he did it this morning, mm. he was on a train, looked very, very nice, a kind of pan, kind of like wrought iron pan with breakfast in it on a train. Uh, he, he said, as he always does, something like, you know, beat this at Padil. And he seems to okay. not realise that I've stopped posting breakfast pics and he's endlessly sending uh, pictures of his breakfast, which are always full English. Do you feel you have to say something at some point? Well, I did. So I, I asked him, actually, he did a very good joke. In which he said, uh, I said, where are you? I couldn't be bothered to, well, I couldn't find it. I said something like, are you on the flying full English, which is a rubbish pun. That's Uh, absolutely terrible. Yeah, but he said, no, I'm on the Chattanooga Choo Choo. And he spelled Choo Choo C-H-E-W-C-H-E-W. Right, right, right. right. That's good, isn't it? 
It's it's all right, except it's got Chattanooga in it, and it's a bit sort of. Well, it's a train. No, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. it's a train. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, no, don't, look, don't, I'm not. Don't do Richard Cole's pun down. No, I get it. It's. Hang it's... on, I'll show you. Uh, yeah, posh train breakfast. Look at this and draw. Oh wow, that is quite. Posh. It does look lovely. God, look at it. What is I can't that? Work out what it is. Well, it's potato. I think that's black pudding mashed up. Oh, I see. An yeah, egg. Not... Yeah. Oh, where's the sausage and bacon? I mean, it's really flash. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah, and there's pots of marmalade and yeah. brown sauce. It looks really yeah. lovely. Uh, and I said, "Is this the full flying English you're on?" And oh, oh no, it's better than that. I've done it down. Okay, I've done it down. Sorry, Richard, if you're listening. So, as you can see, yeah, that looks like there's corned beef hash or something. Yeah. On it. So he right. said, "It's the hashanuga choo choo." Okay, that is much better. That's yeah, much better. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Much better. Yeah. yeah. This person says it's an Avanti breakfast. Okay, that's not a pun. That's the Avanti train. Yeah. It's an amazing breakfast. Anyway, there we are. Um, I've run out of David so Bowie what, things now. What I read is that there was an interview with Bowie in the 90, late, you know, 90s, 2000s, about, because obviously they were re-releasing the Ziggy Stardust motion picture film. And there's an interview they've dragged up. And in it, they go through the whole thing, which we all know, which is a big surprise to everyone in the band. And, you know, when he announced that they were, you know, he was retiring Ziggy. But what Bowie says is, 48 hours after that, he's sitting at home or wherever, thinking, God, did I really do that? I think I was just really tired of all the travelling, and I now feel much better. All right. And almost implying that he was, sort of had gone in too far, because they'd all fallen out by then. But really, what he really meant was, thank you, this has been a wonderful tour, I'm going to have a bit of a rest. Right. And I'm sure we'll be back. Well, no, I mean, by the way, when you see a band finish a tour, they don't say, we'll be back next year. Do they? No, they don't no. even say anything. You just yes. say, thank you. Yeah. It's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. And they probably feel like, God, I couldn't do another night. Yeah. But he went a bit far. Yes. So and what happened? Well, he didn't, as we know, what happened. No, there's that... some news about this today. Do you oh, know okay. that? No, I didn't know that. It was something about loyalty. Yes, yes, exactly. So hang on. Yeah, so I don't that, know if that was the same article. I did read that article. Okay. No, it's gone. It's vanished. How can this... This is like a ghost thing. Oh, that's weird. This morning, I read an article about Bowie saying that what had upset... I, only, I hardly looked at it. Yeah. I just read the headline, which basically said that the reason it brought up the spiders was something to do with loyalty, to do with money, that they'd asked... That's right. Yeah, yeah. But I know this anyway. They'd wanted that's to it. rise. That's the old story we know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it, why was it in the news? I think partly... I think entirely because of the release of the film. Right. I don't think... But the bit that I picked up on was him saying... I think I shouldn't have said it. One thing about the breaking up of the spiders, which is a big deal, right, mm. in the Bowie timeline, mm. it shouldn't be, should it, really? Because, like, all it meant was that Bowie played with some different musicians. Mm. He went right. on to do loads of brilliant albums. We're absolutely not gone to the shit yeah. period for many years to come. Yeah. And so it's not like... Bowie broke up the spiders and, oh, God, that was a massive deal in terms of his creative yes. output. He did Land Insane. That was his next yes. album. And then, you know, uh, Diamond Dogs and then Low. And, yeah. you know, he's, he's brilliant for ages. Right, right. He, also, he still uses some of those musicians, doesn't he? He doesn't, he doesn't never uh, play. Am I right about that? Uh, not spiders. None of them? I don't think so, no. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about that. No. I mean, he did do pin-ups after it. He did use them after they split up. Right, so they're in the studio doing pin-ups. They did pin-ups after it, but that was all a bit grim and they sort yeah, of all felt they were... Pin-ups is the shit album. It's a bit shit. It's actually, I think it's quite a good album, but everyone is says it? it's shit. I don't think it's a bad album, it's just cover versions. Yeah. It's not... The production on it is yeah, a bit Yeah, it's not, definitely terrible. not amazing, but there's, you know, there's a couple of songs on there that... And Bowie's singing brilliantly. 
Yes, you know, that's like because he's in peak. You know, yes. he's still sort of Ziggy, basically. Yeah, I've tried. So I've gone back. It's not to, great. I've tried with pinups a few times. Yeah, it's not great. You, I, I, you have to try with it, which which is, shouldn't have to do with a bow yeah. anyway. It's the sort of thing you say about like, oh, I've tried with tonight. I've thought yeah. I'll give it another go. People say to me, <laughs> if you <laughs> listen to it, or, he, or, yeah. or this new mix of it, and it's always yeah. rubbish. It's always unfailingly rubbish. Yeah. With pinups, you think like it should be better because yeah. you know, yes, it's cover versions, yeah. but it's cover versions of mainly very good songs yeah, like yeah. CMD Play or whatever. That's right. That's pretty, yeah. You, you know, and then it's Bowie at the absolute height. So sounding you, amazing. And so Ronson's you feel it, it should be better. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I never, I never. I mean, with all of the great albums, even though I'm utterly bored of them, I still, when I'm you know meandering through yeah. Spotify, thinking, "What should I listen to?" Yeah endlessly trying new music that people have told me is yes. good and it never is. Yeah. I end up thinking, oh, I'll put Ziggy Stardust on and it's still brilliant even though I'm bored of it. It's a weird feeling. I completely It's a weird feeling. I, you can compare it, I think, to uh, making love to your wife, not your wife, <laughs> right. to, to one's wife. Right. You can. Because I think that, you know, you may be very much in love with your wife but you've probably had sex with her a lot. And so there's an element of boredom even though you really want to have sex with her still. But there's an element of boredom to it too, <laughs> Right. So, <laughs> and so that's similar with it with with listening to Ziggy Stardust. I think you think this is brilliant. I've sort of heard it a lot. I feel and whatever. Yeah. I and feel like that's in the early days of pop journalism when they're working out who should review these records, <laughs> yeah. and they got some guy who says one can in a way compare it to making love to one's wife. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, I don't think that's the right tone. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> I'm not talking about reviewing the album. I'm talking about no, the specific experience yeah. that Spotify has given you. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we might have had it with vinyl yeah. if we'd listened to it a lot, but it's nothing yeah. like Spotify. Is yeah. you end up listening to things that you really, really, really like too much. But here's the punchline. But Ziggy Stardust lasts 45 minutes. <laughs> quite, Very good. I was quite pleased with Very that. Very good. No, but yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I find with Ziggy Stardust, definitely, and the few, that it's almost like I don't want to listen to it, but I tell myself, yeah, but as soon as you put it on, you'll be, you'll be happy it's on. Yes. But it's quite hard to sort of think, I need to listen to it because yes. you're so familiar with it. Yes. But when it's on, if it was on now, you'd think, oh, this is lovely. Yes. You know? And it's, yes. it's that, isn't it? Yes. It's not no great spirit of adventure. No. i tell you what's more of a conundrum than Bowie, more more mystery shrouding than yeah. uh, and Bowie, is Mr. Nash, my fourth year geography teacher. Yes. I'm glad two, you brought him up. For two reasons, which both came into my head and I hadn't thought about them for a long time. What you should know about Mr. Nash, he had a beard yeah. and he was like a real teacher. To, he didn't have corduroy on his, I don't think, but he was like that proper teacher teacher. Really quite quiet. Didn't say very much, but two profound things happened. Right. One is we were in the, you know, the huts out by A Block that are sort of built of at my school. Yeah. <laughs> they, they were like the temporary huts that anyone that went to a comprehensive school in the 80s, I don't, maybe true now, 80s or 90s knows there were the temporary structures that were built that became. <laughs> That were there forever, right? Because they always said, like, the idea we're going to have we're these gonna, for a period. We're going to build a music, yeah, but we're going to have a not, whole block. Yeah. Never happened, not when yeah. we were there. So yeah. we're in these huts, and it's the beginning of. So you would go to the huts to have lessons. Oh, to have lessons, yeah, not not to sort of smoke or. No, no, they were like classroom, temporary right. classrooms right, that yeah. lasted the entirety of my school time. Right, okay, and you just didn't drink that coffee. Well, you were getting so worried about me spilling it. And, like, I just That was a reason to drink yeah. it. <laughs> so, and I was worried about needing a wee, so it was work okay. for both of us. Yeah. I've not touched it. Yeah. And I'm not, yeah. So we were in the block and they had very rudimentary sort of um, like heating system with sort of wires behind it in one corner of the room. And this was September, so it's hot or, you know, right. whatever. 
And almost the first thing he said in the room when we got there, quite quietly. Oh, oh shit. Damn. He... That's a call from America. Oh, do you want to take it? Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Wow. So that, what that was, was yeah. an interesting moment. So I was in New York recently at the St. Regis Hotel. Yep. And uh, I was doing stuff about my book, Jews Don't Count. And I didn't actually have a copy of it, or the American copy of it. I didn't have one. Uh, and so the publisher sent a box of books too many. They just did it. A box of books, like 20 copies, around right. to the hotel. So I thought, oh, God. So I took about six of them home, because they might as well. But I didn't want to take them all home. And then I said to my younger brother, who lives in New York, who had been asking, saying, I've got friends who'd like to read it. Can you give me free copy? I said, yeah, come and pick these up. You can have as many as you like. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Being my younger brother, it's clear now he okay. just hasn't done that. Okay. Because that was the right. hotel. And initially I was a bit terrified because I'd forgotten that until I worked out what it was. So that's the hotel I've stayed oh, you at what, yeah. about a month ago. It's got my number calling me saying, hi, Mr. Badil, this is the St. Regis Hotel. When are you hotel. checking out? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been brilliant. <laughs> no, saying a package has arrived for you, a package is here for you. And we're going to, you know, what is it? And we're going to dispose of it and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, shit, someone sent me a bomb was my first thought. Oh, wow. My first neurotic thought yeah. was someone's trying to kill me. Yeah. They, they knew I was staying there and a mysterious packet. But okay. then I realized, Blimey. no, oh, it's the box of books right. that my twat of a younger brother right. has failed to pick up. Okay. Because that's what he's like. Yeah. Okay. So we're okay. Yeah. Now that <laughs> Hello, is a moment. Mr. <laughs> it is like when I, I'm sure everyone said this, I got a call, this is years ago, when, and they said, uh, it was my bank, oh, right. and said, is that mistake? And I said, yeah, and they said, um, have you, this is like January, said at Christmas, New on Christmas Eve, did you go to Liverpool? Right. And stop at some service stations along the way. And then just before that, we were at the Met Bar, which right. is the, as you know, was the yeah. sort of famous London. In the 90s. Britpop 90s. Yeah, so this was quite a while ago. Met bar and and they kept reeling it off saying bought, buying champagne like right. I don't know twenty bottles of champagne or right. something, and it was a similar out of body thing. Thinking as it was developing, I was thinking the first thing I thought was, did I? Right. I mean, I'm definitely not. I mean, I'm, right. that is to say, I would definitely remember that my yeah. life is not. But I remember thinking it might be that I did because it seems weirder that I didn't. Right. And they got my card, and yeah. of course, then you come into back to earth and think no someone's nicked my car like, obviously well, actually the happened. other day sorry we've got, we've got to come back to Mr. Yeah, Nash we'll come back to Mr. Nash a very strange thing happened the other day which was a man on Instagram yeah. who I don't know posted on his stories a very weird looking kind of sepia image of my driving licence oh and it had like you know the way that people on Instagram stories do sort of jolly writing yeah like it had the real Baneel's driving licence exclamation mark exclamation mark so I just wrote to him and said how have you got this Right, and it was my old driving license. Right, and uh, I said my wallet disappeared about six months ago, and he said, "Yeah, my mate is a canal fisher. Wow, and he he does it with magnets, and it, it the, your whole wallet came out of the canal. Amazing, yeah." But then he's clearly this bloke didn't think I won't post David Baddiel's driving license on the internet because it's got like an address on yeah, it. Yeah, right, shit like right. That. So he's deleted it now. I told right. him, I said, great, but can you delete it? I did say, any chance of the wallet back? And he said he got in touch with the bloke. And the bloke said, no, it's all chopped up from a boat propeller. No way. <laughs> yeah. Not the driving license, though. The driving license, well, the driving license looked in a state. It looked like it had been, you know, it looked like it had aged 100 years from when I lost it because it had been underwater, right? Uh, but, I mean, the guy, like he said the canal fisher had tried to get in touch with me. I'm I mean, have to take that as red because I don't yeah. know. Uh, but 
Anyway, what, what has not happened is no money has been returned to me. I'm almost as certain a result that, of this. that that is like dog ate my homework. Like if you're a canal fisher, the thing you always say is a boat propeller. Yeah. You always say that. Yeah. Like, I'd I, love to help, but I, boat, I, hardly anything left of it, mate. It, boat and I think, I don't know much about canals and boats, but firstly, the boat propellers are tiny yeah. compared to the width of the canal what are the yeah. chances yeah and also they're just above the surface they don't yeah like how it's kind it... of odd idea to imagine my wallet bobbing about well, you, well that's how you imagine yeah. it if it's if it's on the canal and it's near a propeller yeah one imagines a bit of jostling and yeah. then it, and then it floats off you don't imagine it's definitely... it gets completely and destroyed. also it's going to the boat's going to be going towards the wallet if it's floating yeah. And then it's going to, the wake of it is going to make it. Yeah. It's, how but, is it going to get to the propeller? But to be fair to the canal fisher, yeah. I don't think the canal fisher stole the money. Because right. I am, by the way, I don't even think I was pickpocketed. I think I fell out my uh, pocket yeah. when I was on my bike. I, I remember getting back, I bought some fish and chips. Yeah. So I had it in the fish and chip shop. When I got home, ate the fish and chips. I thought, right. Where's my wallet? It was gone. So I think it just fell out. And I think, therefore, it was in the canal. Yeah. Sherlock. Someone took all the money and okay. all the cards and then threw it into the canal. You don't think... Is it possible that he put it in the canal bank? <laughs> I, think we should, I think we should move on. back to Or go back to Mr. Nash. That's, that's I think, the best bet. Um, Mr. Nash yeah. said in September, yeah. come Christmas, we're all going to be huddled around that heater. Okay. Which he, And he pointed off to the corner. And that that ev- was a profound thing. Everybody said. in the class... Or let me put it, nobody in the crowd registered that or thought about it. And my friend Piers, he's back. Piers Herdu. Said something, or we both agreed, like, that is very prophetic. That is going to happen. And he spotted it. And nobody think. And by Christmas. Sorry, is this, is this meant to be like a really profound thing that Mr. Yeah, Nash said? by Christmas, we were all, as yeah. he predicted, quietly huddled around that yeah, heater. But that, uh, I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry to rob you of a, you know, clearly quite rosy and important childhood memory. Mm. That is not a very prophetic prophecy. What he means is, it'll be colder at Christmas. Mm. But he pictured the the centre of gravity of the class changing and everybody wanting to be over that end of the hut. And yeah, because he was 100% it's cold. right. Yeah, okay, what's the second very extraordinary <laughs> second. thing? And really, you've got a lot of ground to make up <laughs> the here. Second, Mr Nash said. If anything, is harder to imagine as I think about it. <laughs> yeah. But basically, very quiet, Mr. Nash. Yeah. Like, you've got no way of really knowing who... You know why he's quiet? Because he didn't have much to say, it turns out. <laughs> Very quiet and very uh, understated. Yeah. We went to school assembly. Mm. Maybe it was end of term. I don't know, whatever it was. And there was a rumour that Mr. Nash was going to play his guitar. Okay. Which you don't even know where to begin because, like, he's got a guitar. He's going to play it. I can't, right. I can't even. And he played, in my memory, the most perfect version of The Boxer by Simon Goffin. Yes. He was singing... He was playing it like the proper finger picking. Yeah, right. And it was a genuinely astonishing moment right. when this quiet guy, for whatever reason, decided yeah. he wanted to play the boxer yeah. in front of his school. Did it get applause or booze? I think we were... Do you know what the shame of this is? And Mr Nash, if you're out there, it was genuinely moving. I think we probably got giggles. I think right. we probably were told to quieten down a bit. I yeah. don't know. I bet we handled it badly. You might have had giggles because for a start, it goes, lie, lie, lie. It's yeah. slightly funny. Yeah. And also, I come on from the whores. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just Avenue. thinking. You know, I do declare he would have there were that. times when I took some comfort yeah. there. So Mr Nash yeah. 
would have done that bit about yeah no he about would have taken, having sex with prostitutes yeah, he would have taken some comfort it does when you think about it yeah i wonder if it was entirely appropriate <laughs> another way of thinking about this yeah. yeah also it's quite long the box yeah it's, no, like, no, it's he, like seven verses yeah he really could, i remember him committing so, to so it, hang on but, i mean this is a better story mm. than the one about huddling it's around really the, unusual because huddling around the I'm, I'm sorry to take this away from you tim it's not a moment you shouldn't even remember it but I think we remembered it because no one would really say that. And if you pointed well, no out to someone, say, if you said to someone, oh, I bet by December we'll all be huddled around, they go, yeah, yeah, and then move on. Whereas yeah. Nash knew that there was something was going to change in the way that classroom was organised. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm not going with it. He's not Nostradamus <laughs> here. It's not, oh, isn't it amazing? It's nothing. It's like literally nothing. It's like literally saying, yeah, yeah we're what. all up this end of the classroom, but it'll be colder yeah. in December, so we'll probably be that. i tell you what, he's not Nostradamus because he was right. And <laughs> yeah, it actually, it yeah. came to pass but, unequivocally. But I am prepared to accept that Mr. Nash suddenly saying, I need to do my version of the yes. boxer is a bit of a moment. Yeah. Did the headmaster say, mm. now boys, mm. it was just boys. No, it was it? boys and girls. All right, now boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say that without sounding like Jimmy Savile. That's the unfortunate thing. <laughs> now, boys and girls, especially yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, or was it the 80s? 80s. It early, the 80s. 80s. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah, early 80s. Mr. Nash yeah. has you know, got a little treat for you, a little surprise yeah. for you. He's going to be singing a Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah. Please give a big round of applause. To, is yeah. that how it was? Yeah, it would have been like that. And it would be, yeah. And, and he said, you know, everything in this song has happened to Mr. Nash. <laughs> that's, what that's what he seemed to think he probably said. <laughs> Did Mr. Nash ever explain? Did he ever say, um, you know, I've always been a big fan of Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel? It's weird. All I remember him saying is, speaking to Martha's and, and him saying to everyone, look, just to underline, I did at times seek some comfort there. <laughs> One of the things about Simon and Garfunkel, we might have discussed this, is that I think it's always funny, is that when you see them interviewed now, there's a sort of discrepancy in the way they talk about Simon and Garfunkel. Right. So Art Garfunkel tends to say, you know, I sung the harmony mm. here and Paul brought in this part here and yeah. we talked about it for a long time and it's all mm. that kind of stuff. And Paul just says, I did everything. Right. I wrote everything. Right. I worked out all the parts. Right. Yeah, Artie sung a bit here, but I told yeah. him exactly how to sing it. I did the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he's very clear about that. Is it? Do you think it's true, I think it probably is, that for art... Has he had the worst high-profile baldness ever? Because it seemed like the well, way it went was okay. really bad. Now, well, I think that's an interesting thing, because I think that's just the way that attitudes have changed. Because here's the thing about Art Carfunkel, who has a funny name, a funny face, and a very, <laughs> very funny forehead. Yeah. <laughs> it, but here's the thing about him, is in the late 70s, he, he's a bit of a sex symbol. Really? Uh, well, A, he's, I think, the sexy one in Simon and Garfunkel. Right, yes. Which is maybe fair That's enough. That's true. But, but also, he's a film star. That's the thing. Well, remind me. Oh, God. He's in uh, a number of films. No, most notably, or something? No, most notably, wrong? he's in a Nicholas Rogue film, which is one of my favourite films, called Bad Timing. Okay. It's absolutely brilliant. He's in Carnal Knowledge, which is a big film. Yes, and right. won Oscars, I believe. Yes. Um, like, no, no, he's, he's a successful, one of very few, yeah. not made fun of, not like David Bowie. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Made fun of rock star who becomes a, yeah. a, an actor. Actually, I don't know why he's not made fun of, because he's, in my memory, quite bad in them and looks just like Art Garfunkel, i.e. ridiculous. I mean, the best thing he's ever been in by a million, million miles, which you may know, is the flight, already mentioned, Flight of the Concourse episode. Right. About, do you know about this? No. Uh, well, I'm just going to tell you now. Right. And, and any laughs here are just theirs, but it is very funny. Uh, so, um, Jermaine, 
yeah. Jermaine starts going out with this woman. And what happens is they aren't doing very well, as in every episode. So they start doing a Simon and Garfunkel tribute act okay. instead of their own act. And he's Garfunkel, and a woman sort of falls in love with him. But she then admits that what she really likes is Art Garfunkel. Right. And she's, she's done this to various Art Garfunkel lookalikes. She calls it Garfunkling. Right? <laughs> and, and various of them turn up right. at their house and get annoyed because it's meant to be, you know, my girlfriend, this is my girlfriend. And they all look like Art Anyway, the last one who turns up is Art Garfunkel. Right? <laughs> that's and, and fun. It, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say that's the best he's okay. ever been. Amazing. No, I'd forgotten about the film thing. He did seem to have... A form of baldness where the baldness. And you speak as someone who is bald. Yeah, yeah. No, I speak. So I know what, but but it feels like. Have you ever thought about like, well, I'll grow it really high and curly. My son asked me the other day if I just literally didn't cut it, what would it be like in a year's time? Yeah. I would think, it be like Art Garfunkel? No, I think it would be more like the guy from Slade. Um, Dave, his, Dave. Dave Hill. Dave Hill. Oh no, you're right. He had. It's quite thin and went just straight down and straight down. I think that'd be cool if you could look like him. Imagining that. But Art Garfunkel seemed to have baldness on not of his head. Like yes. his head was bald, yes. taken as granted. Then he seemed to have bald yes. hair yeah. above it. Yes. I mean that's like there are people and I don't really understand. There are people I know. I'm not thinking of you right. when I say this. Right. Uh, so don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> Who's have a nose and they seem to have an extra nose. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you think like, yeah. that's not just one nose. Yeah, yeah. That appears to be two right. noses. Yeah. And you're right. Art Garfunkel is like, like He's not foreheads. <laughs> but I don't even know if it's four. <laughs> Maybe it is. But it's like... We all know he's bald, but if you were told to point to the baldness, you wouldn't better you wouldn't better find it because it's not. That's true. Where, I don't know where, where the... the. I'll tell you the question you should ask, which is kind of a question like, "How did we get here? What is the meaning of life?" Is where does Art Garfunkel's sort of brow start? Yeah, I think that's the question you have to ask. It's very difficult. Exactly. Like, if you were. Look, like, he definitely doesn't have headlights. Don't, don't get this. If you're listening, art or arts lawyers, he doesn't have headlights. But if he did have headlights, yeah. right, and a head louse, I mean, or an ant, if you like, but some kind of small insect-like thing came exhausted. out of his hair and then thought, well, you know, I'm going to explore yeah. beyond the hair. Yeah. It would, I think it'd be dead before it got to, like, the next bit of hair, which would be the eyebrows. Right. But I think on top of that, or maybe it's related... It's like, you know, the um, what's that thing, the staircase that keeps going round and you can't see where it starts? MC Escher. Right. He's got MC Escher baldness in the sense right. that the baldness it's partly about the forehead being eternal. Yeah. But it's also, <laughs> I can see he's bald, but if I had to put my finger on the baldness, yeah. I don't know where I'd put it because yeah. it's nowhere. Yes. And no. yet... And everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's like a quantum baldness. Yeah, exactly. it is. It's Schrodinger's baldness. <laughs> but, but also, it would be a very, very interesting thing to have him in Benny Hill. Right. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, if, like, instead yeah. of the slaphead bloke... Yeah. I mean, it would have been a great joke in Benny yeah. Hill if instead of that bloke who he slapped on the head just once yeah. for no reason, Art Garfunkel yeah. was there and Benny played him like a pair of bongos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That really is a missed opportunity. <laughs> anyway, we've had a fabulous time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's talking time for the Moon Boys. We'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.